listening to Personal Branding with Lynn, a podcast for entrepreneurs and creatives. You are on a mission to create your life's work and legacy, but are struggling to break through the noise to reach your ideal clients. Well, that's where personal branding comes in. I'll help you grow your business using marketing that feels as natural as a conversation. Who am I? I'm Lynn Morton, and I have managed the brands of Fortune 500s, nonprofits, and startups. And now I'm ready to pour all that I've learned over my career into helping you build your personal brand. In fact, we'll work on it together. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome again to Personal Branding with Lynn. This is episode nine, and again, I am just thrilled that you decided to join me for another episode where we learn personal branding and how we get to promote ourselves online. This is, of course, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs and people who are the face of our businesses, and I want to help you learn how to promote your business in a way that will be as comfortable as a conversation. And that's something we'll get into in today's episode. So so this is going to be a lot of fun. And I'm actually practicing what I'm preaching because I'm answering a question I got a long time ago on this episode. This episode is for you. If you've ever heard and been exasperated when you heard that person say, you really must be creating content if you're serious about being you know, an entrepreneur and a creative in today's society, blah, 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 blah. You know that guy? Well, if you've ever been annoyed by them because you say, you said to yourself, I have no idea what to talk about or how to begin to create this much content. Well, I'm talking to you today because I'm going to give you some ideas on how you can have a constant source of information and relevant information for the right people to share in your content, whether that is your 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 podcast, your blog, your your video channel, whatever it is you decide to do, there ought to be plenty of stuff that you can you can punch out that would be the correct kind of information to attract the kind of person you want to be working with. So That's what we're going to talk about today. She said I was only making more work for her. And honestly, that was not the feedback I was expecting. Several years ago, after reviewing the results of a listener survey, I was surprised to see that 8 out of 10 of my listeners did not have a photo block to share their images. Now, I was doing a photography podcast back then, and I surveyed all my listeners just to get an idea of who they were and what needs they had. And one question I threw in there was, do you have a photo block? And I was really surprised. 8 out of 10 said no. So I decided this needed to be addressed, and I recorded a series of episodes designed to convince them that they needed photo blogs. They needed somewhere to share their creations and somewhere to talk about their work. And and actually, they need to be creating and sharing this content so that they could attract their ideal followers. 
So I did like a series of like three or four um, podcasts. I did some videos and I did some, some screencasts and I went all in on this. You need a blog concept. And, you know, a number of fair number of people took me up on my challenge and launched their own photo blogs, just as I had suggested. So I ran across one of my, my clients and listeners and I said, hey, how's it going? And she said, you know, I created the blog just like you said. And I realized that all you did was created more work for me. Now I don't even know what to put on it. And I've got this thing there. And I, and I, and I feel that exasperation. I know exactly where she's coming from. Creating content can seem like a daunting challenge. But when you do it correctly, it's just as if you are talking and sharing with the people who normally follow you. The conversations should flow that naturally. And that's what I talked about when I, in, in my initial tagline. This is marketing that is as comfortable as a conversation. And so I want to share with you some ideas where you might draw those conversations from to share in your content with your, with your clients. Now, here's, here is, before we even get into them, here's one good way to think about it. Now, a lot of people create what's called an, an avatar who, with somebody who represents your ideal client. And it doesn't have to be a real person, but it has all the characteristics of a real of that person. If you could create this ideal person, what would he or she look like? You know, how old would he or she be? What, you know, what, well, you know, what age range, uh, what kind of work do they do? You know, how, how much uh, education do they have? What kind of, you know, socioeconomic, you know, income? Well, like, where are, who is this person? And what does this person believe? And what does this person, you know, hold as a, as a value and an ideal? And, and, and you get into all that and you sort of create this person so that when you are creating this content, you are talking to that person. You want to make, make it as if you are talking to that one person. Now, if that's too much work, you know, what I would, what I sometimes do is I think about all my clients and I think about the ones, you know, think about one who I say, okay, this person is someone for whom I like working with. And I would love if I had 10 more of this person working with me. And so in my, in my content, I, I talk to that person specifically. Now, I don't, you know, naturally I don't call, you know, his or her name, but I, but I, I tailor all my comments as if I'm talking to this one person. And I think part of the frustration is we feel like we have to talk to a gang of people, a crowd of people, all, you know, my whole audience. And really, when you're doing it well, if you listen to radio, if you listen to radio, you notice that the DJ always use a singular pronoun because they're talking to you. They're not talking to y'all. They're talking to you. That's right. So you want to make it feel personal. And if you do it right, that person will feel like you're talking just to them. Right. So, so this is, you know, a tip just off the top. Make sure you are talking to that one person. Now, here's some ideas. What will you talk about? The first thing I would say is start with your why. And I, I, I referenced this in a few episodes back, and it was a very popular TED Talk by Simon Sinek, which I will link to, and then he expanded it into a book. And the whole premise there is people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So, so 
he he cites Apple a lot as an example of that. And if you remember back in the early episodes of this podcast, you know, because we've done nine. So in the early episodes, I talked about how Steve Jobs used that here's to the crazy ones appeal in his ad campaign. And and in it, that is a sort of a tap into the why kind of 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 thinking. It's not what we do is make computers, but why we do it is because we are one of the ones who felt like we were the oddballs, the outcasts, and but we just want to keep on plugging away and doing good work. This is why. This is who we are. And so you might you know tap into your why. Like why is it important for you to do what you do? You know, why do you do that? And, and when did it begin for you? And w- when did you realize that this was the place you were supposed to be? When did you realize that this is where this is my calling and this is where I want to pour my life into? When did you say, you know what? I love this project and I want to devote some time and energy into the project. Start with the why. And, and why is that? And, and why is that? And just keep asking yourself why. Now, Another one I, I think about, I, I used to listen to, I still do from time to time, another podcaster called Leslie Samuels, and he had, I think, called Become a Blogger podcast. And Leslie talked about the fact that he was a biology teacher, and he really wanted to teach at the university level, but he didn't have the credentials. And so being disappointed, Leslie went out and started teaching on a YouTube channel. And his YouTube channel, where he taught biology in a very simple way, blew up, and he had so you know such a large following of people that the university who turned him down came back and offered him the opportunity to teach on their staff, and so he ended up teaching where he always wanted to be uh, for his dream job as a result of you know just going out and trying to teach anyway, teach somewhere because he just felt he wanted to teach. And, and so this is a, a, a why scenarios. He, this is why he does it. And, and this is his backstory. He taps into it quite a bit. And this is the kind of thing that we can also share with our audiences and our followers and our clients and whomever these people are who, who make up your tribe. You can share that with them. This is my why. This is why I do what I do. The next thing you can do is show your work, show what you produce. So if you are a photographer and we talked, I talked to photographers for a good bit of, you know, my time teaching, show your images. Don't say you're a photographer and don't show images, show the images that you want to sell, inspire, or, you know, however you want, decide you want to make money, whatever that model is for you with your photography You've got to show those kinds of images. If you want to be a wedding photographer, you got to show wedding pictures. If you want to, you know, you know, be a fine art photographer, you know, quit shoot, quit showing headshots. Show fine art photography and just keep showing the kind of work that you want to be known for and that what you want to produce. So you've got to show your work. If you're a musician, you got to create music and share it. I, um, I've got a cousin who's a musician, and every now and then he will do a cover and just send it to the, just those of us in the family. It's kind of cool. He's like, hey, I was working on something. Check this out. But he's producing. You're a musician, so you're producing music, and you're sharing music and, and working on it with your craft. If you are, let's say, a realtor, and you're selling homes, naturally you're sharing 
the story of the people who are who buy from you. You are sharing, you know, the point where they find found their ideal home and what made it ideal for them. And you're sharing these stories that people will get inspired. Like, what did you do above and beyond to make that house, to find that home for them and to, and to make it the right fit for them? How did you know as their realtor it was the right fit based on what you knew of them? Share your story there. What do you make if, you know, what do you make as a creative You want to tell those stories and show your work as you make it, because that inspires, that really inspires people. Now, the next thing you want to, you can talk about, and, and by the way, these two, because they are uniquely you, this should be easy for you to talk about. You should be able to share this without having to really go through a lot of, of, you know, work because this isn't you. We're talking about your favorite subject. So you ought to be able to, to drop this without too much work. So the next one, the third one is how you do it. Take us along for the ride as you make whatever you make or do whatever you do. You know, when I, when I, when I taught this lesson for photographers, I used to use the example of a, a photographer in Washington, D.C. named Angela Pan, Angela B. Pan. And when I first found her and her work, I, what I fell in love with was, with was her work was great. She, she shot a lot of cool stuff. At the time, she was in, in, into heavy HDR and travel. She's doing a different focus now, I believe, but she did that then. And what she would do is as she went out on her shoots, she would take her iPhone and just make a video of her, of herself on her treks to shoot while she was shooting after she was shooting and talked us through what she was looking for and what she saw. And I found that strangely compelling. I mean, I would watch that, you know, the videos of her. So she's out. Oh, I'm here. It's five in the morning. I'm tired. I'm sleepy, but I'm going, you know, here I am walking through the sunflower field because I hear this is where there are some, you know, really good images. And then she rounds the corner. She goes, Oh my God, this is so pretty. And you can, you see her reacting in real time. I just got to show this to you. And she shows how the sun is coming up right behind the row of sunflowers. And then she sets up her camera real fast and she's talking. Oh, I hope I get this. She t- then she talks us through her settings and how she shoots. And then at the end, she shows us the images and that's the payoff. And by the time we see the photographs, we are so invested in this trip and this, this journey that man, we, we want to love these images. And it's a great way to, you know, get people to, to come along and be invested in your work. So whatever it is you make, you know, if you are a baker, you know, take us along. I had, um, a colleague of mine who was a writer who decided she was going to work her way through a cookbook and blog about it the entire way. And as she blogged about it, she built this following of people who were so interested in the next recipe she would make and how she would do it. And she was a great writer. So that helped. And she she'd also take pictures of the recipe along the way. And she did a blog about nothing but that ended up writing for a, a, a pretty, you know, um, I forget the name of the magazine, but it was one of the top a restaurant magazines in the country. She she got a gig writing for them because of this blog she did. So take people along and show how you do what you do 
And that too, that kind of behind the scenes approach can also be very interesting. Teach as you learn. Now, a lot sometimes people decide I'm going to create content. I'm, I, I want to become something and I'm not there yet. Sort of like Leslie's become a blogger. I'm not there yet, but it doesn't mean you can't share. So you share as you learn what you learn. And, and then as you learn it and you go, okay, I got it. Then you share that. And then you keep going as you learn more, you share that. And the cool thing is we always think we have to be like this big time expert, but really you only need to know about five minutes before ahead of the person behind you to be able to share with them and show them the way. And when you make mistakes, you share that too, because you're going to be completely transparent with this and they will learn with you. And man, that makes for a great model. A guy named Pat Flynn does it. He says, I'm the crash test dummy of online marketing or internet marketing. And he has made a phenomenal business just doing that. So, so, you know, teach as you learn is a good way to get people to follow with you and, and not be intimidated by you. Now, the other way is teach what you know. So let's say this is your area of expertise and you've dedicated your career to it. Then you can teach it and you can now think more holistically. You can think, okay, you know, what, what is the pathway that a person needs to travel to get here? And you can structure a teaching to make, to, to bring them along that pathway because you know the end from the beginning. Now, the only challenge there is you might be so far advanced that you might have forgotten what it feels like to be a newbie. And so you've got to get yourself in the mindset of someone who is just starting out. And then you will help them by saying, okay, here's what I know. It's sort of kind of what I'm doing here when you think about it. You know, I I was just counting and I've been in some, I've worked in some form of communications, marketing, or public relations for almost the last 30 years. And so I'm just pulling from things that I've, that I've, that I learn and I've done and I've experienced along the way and thinking, okay, how do you get from the beginning to here and how can I structure it so it's easy for someone who is starting out? And, you know, that, that's basically the model, um, for, for what I'm doing. So it's a teach what you know philosophy. The next one is help, help, how you help one person. Now, I call this like the Ask Lynn approach. I used to, in my blog, have an Ask Lynn segment where someone would ask me a question and I would do a whole episode around answering that question. So you would say, how do I prepare for, you know, my next launch? And I would do a whole episode around that because, you know, um, so-and-so asked this question, here's my answer. And so helping one person, if the the problem or issue has a general appeal, can be a very um, good way of getting content. You know, back when I did my workshops, I did about 600 workshops, uh, you know, over a course of five years um, in, in Washington, D.C., and because I would do every weekend for about six, five to six years, I did every weekend. I taught a workshop, at, at least one, sometimes as many as four. And what I would do is when I get questions in, I would, you know, jot them down. And for a long time, I generated content just responding to questions. Someone would say, hey, what about such and such? And I go, huh, that's a good question. I'll answer that on my next podcast or my next blog. 
in the detail, but here's a short answer. And then I just run that. Okay, so responding to your frequently asked questions is a great way to get content. Now, there is the old trope of the old example of the guy, um, the sales lion who had a, a pool business that was dying in Virginia and he decided he would, you know, have a blog where all he did was respond to customer questions. And, and based on the strength of that, he revived the business, turned it around and, you know, became a, a multimillionaire, lived forever, blah, blah, blah. You, you you hear these stories all the time and and really the 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 thing to keep in mind there is when one person asks a question if you've been doing business in in a field for a long time you realize you start hearing the same questions over and over again and as you start hearing the same questions over and over you just answer them in content and so you can just point someone so you know, in in a, in a, in an ideal world, I'll say, "Hey, here's the answer." By the way, I wrote something about it. I'll send I'll send you a link. That establishes authority right there. You, you, like you know, wow, he really has something created for me on this. And even better, they have a question and they're googling for it, and you show up as the answer. How many times has that happened to you? And then you contacted the person who was the author and said, "I want to do business with you because you understand me and my needs." Boom. So responding to frequently asked questions is, again, another endless source of material for you as you create your content. Now, so those are are some easy ways for you to do it. Start with your why, show your work, show how you do it, teach as you learn, teach what you know, and then how you help one person. Now, what do you produce? you tell stories and you tell stories about people who had similar issues and how, how you helped and how they overcame, make them the hero of your stories. We're hardwired to love stories. And when you make your customers, the heroes of your stories, it always works out. Show visuals, take images of yourself as you do things behind the scene. Like I said, Angela Pan does. You can just use your phone at, 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 at times and just, you know, document along the way. There's an old saying, well, I don't know how old it is, but the saying is document, don't create. If you have a hard time coming up with things to create, spend your time just documenting what you're doing. And as you go through whatever it is, you just document with your phone and your video and that becomes plenty of, plenty of good content for you. And then make sure you fit, you pick the mode that best fits your personality. So if you're a great writer, then by all means, write. And if you are good in camera, then take the video along, you know, take videos. If, if you are someone who sh- you're always taking selfie videos everywhere you are and talking to the camera, boy, that's a powerful way to communicate. And if you, you know, like I said, I, I taught over 600 workshops. I did four, four years of webinars. So running my mouth on, on, uh, you know, into a microphone feels comfortable to me now. And so uh, I've taken, you know, this mode, but you just have to find whatever feels comfortable for you and use that. And then you want to be authentic and you want to talk about what you know about. And if you do both of those things, you'll be all right. Okay. So there you have it. I am not creating work for you. I am making it easy for you if you go back and use these ideas.
Thanks so much for joining me. I hope that was helpful for you. You know, it can be so much fun when you start in creating content and you get into a rhythm. And, and even more so when you find that you're helping somebody or that somebody appreciates what you do or they admire your work, when you get that kind of feedback, it will be, you'll find like, okay, this is what I need to help keep me going. And, and really, you just want to, you want to get a groove going and, and whatever, you know, however frequently you do it, get into a groove so that you're producing it regularly so that there is less and less friction and less and less effort. And then you can keep on churning it out and helping more people. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do, right? We want to help someone in some way, either by pro- providing an image for them to hang in their, hallway or coffee table book for them to put on their on their coffee table or by helping them find the right house for them or creating music that that they just can't get out of their heads at night whatever it is you do and however you create you want to you know help people with that gift all right now i want to tell you about something if you are wondering how you are showing up online i've got this free this this free resource called a personal brand audit. And if you go to audit.lynnmorton.com, you will find I ask about 10 questions and they, they're designed to get you thinking about your personal brand. I, I have explanations after each one. And after a, as you go through, it will give you an idea of where you are in your personal brand and what kinds of things you need to think about. It's it's a free resource, and I think it can be helpful for you if you are just getting started. Go to audit.lynnmorton.com. All right? Well, that's it for today. Thank you again for hanging out with me. This is a lot of fun for me. And as we, you know, and I hope it is for you as we get come to the end of the year I hope we're getting you well set up for a prosperous next year, 2020. All right. Thank you so much. I'll talk with you again next week. Take care. Thanks for joining me for Personal Branding with Lynn. If you took something from today's episode that you plan to put into practice, please let me know and share it with our other listening friends. We'd love to encourage you and support you on your path. Leave a comment wherever you heard this or at Personal Branding with Lynn on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe at lynnmorton.com forward slash subscribe and share this episode with another entrepreneur or creative. That's it for now. Let's get together again and continue growing our personal brands. Cheers. Cheers.